going on, baseball fans? We're back to the Turning Two podcast. The trade deadline just happened. We just informed you about the hitters. I'm Ansi. Lorenzo, tell me what happened at the deadline with the guys that throw the ball at the hitters. Well, Jack, do I got a mouthful for you. I wish I had a nice little smooth jazz in the background. Oh, you getting some notifications? What's going on over there, kid? Got to mute the laptop. Uh, it's actually an expert move. Leave it on. So expert move. Let the listeners hear it. Make sure that the listener knows that you're popular. But strap in, Jack, listeners. I don't got any cool background music. But I'll give you a burn. What happened with the pitchers at the MLB trade deadline? Uh, the Blue Jays acquired starter Ross Tripling from the Dodgers for two players to be named later. You're going to see a common theme going on, guys. A lot of players to be named later. Maybe it's Jack. Maybe it's me. You don't know. Who does? Uh, Padres acquired right-hander Tyler Wh- Taylor Williams from the Mariners for a player to be named later. Who now is righty Maddie Matt Brash? Com- reports have confirmed. I just got that on my phone. So look at that. Giants acquire left-hander Anthony Banda from Rays for cash. So that's another move. Didn't see that going on. Uh, where else we got? What else we got? Mets acquire reliever Miguel Castro from Orioles for left-hander Kevin Smith and a player to be named later. Reds acquire Archie Bradley Jr. and Cash from Diamondbacks for utility men Josh Van Meter and outfielder Stuart Fairchild. Honestly, didn't see that happening. Cubs acquire, we don't talk about that because the Cubs acquired three left-handed pitchers. Not one, man, mm. but three left-handed pitchers. The first one being Josh Osich from the Red Sox. For a player to be named later, Phillies acquire reliever David, David Phelps from uh, Brewers for free players to be named later. Not one, but free players to be named later. The other lefties that the Cubs acquired was Andrew Chafin from the Diamondbacks. Uh, then the Marlins acquired, did they acquire a pitcher? I thought they did. They did. Right-hander Humberto Mejia and a player to be named later from the Mar- from the Mets, from the Diamondbacks, I'm sorry. My bad. Third try. Didn't see that one coming. Good try. Got to go. But the Blue Jays acquired a player from the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks say, hey, we don't want you guys anymore. Get out of town. They acquired started Robbie Ray and Cash from the Diamondbacks in exchange for pitcher Travis Bergen. Athletics acquired starter Mike Miner and Cash from Rangers for player, two players to be named later. How many players are going to be named later? And international money. So look at that. Then everybody's big trade. We're not going to get into this, but just for the purpose, Mike Padres acquire starter Mike Clevenger and Alfred to Greg Allen for a player to be named later and four other players that I don't feel like saying. <laughs> but Austin Hedges, <laughs> listen to the Mike Clevenger episode if you yeah. want to hear about that. <laughs> we got to do. We got to do a quick pitch on this. Uh, and that's, I don't know if top, oh, this happened a couple days ago, but I guess I can say it. Braves acquire starter Tommy Malone from Orioles for two players to be named later. Hmm. And that's basically all that happened. And the Padres also acquired Trevor Rosenfall from the Royals yesterday. But that's all that happened today, kid. So those are the pitchers who were dealt. That is a good thing that you mentioned the Malone and the Rosenthal thing because I forgot that happened. So that makes me even more confident in the Padres because they went out and got a reliever. Then they got a starter and a reliever. So that's good for them. And the Malone thing is good for the Braves because I was kind of was like, they didn't do anything for pitching, but... They did something, so and good on that. another trade that happened earlier this week that many people forgot. Blue Jays got Taiwan Walker. They did, yeah. Taiwan Skywalker. So went out there and shoved. The Blue Jays went out and got. I think you might have missed this one, or I wasn't paying attention. Do you say Stripling to the Blue Jays? Yes, first one I said. Ross Stripling um, acquired from the Dodgers. Not listening. Hope the <laughs> listeners were because I just burned and now my mouth's a little dry. A little dry. A little dry. A little Ma- maybe a little some dry. water. They, some milk. Yeah. They. 
So let's talk Blue Jays rotation. They acquire Ross Tripling, Taiwan Walker, and Robbie Ray. One, two, three right there. How are we feeling? Kind of big. They got Nate Pearson to be the future ace. But for now, I mean, they really haven't had good pitching since R.A. Dickey <laughs> was up there. <laughs> so R.A. Dickey. But Matt, Sh- I believe Matt Shoemaker is the only starter who's consistently, or is he hurt? He may be back. I don't know. But I know they've suffered a lot of injuries in that rotation this season. They desperately needed arms. None of these guys move the needle, I think, at the peak. Ross Stripling is a five plus five year array with the Dodgers. He was supposed to be traded to the Angels this offseason with Jock Peterson, but that trade ended up falling through when the Mookie Bats and the Red Sox thing didn't go down. So Ross Stripling's have been a really solid piece for the Dodgers these past couple of seasons. He's just an inning eater, but five year array, he doesn't he's not special. So honestly not too impressed. He's just there to eat innings for the Blue Jays. Walker's got upside for the Mariners. He also had $2 million left on his contract, so it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. One year, two mil, so it's pretty easy, yeah. affordable contract. Not much risk there. And then Robbie Ray has a 7-4 ERA on the season. He's gone through this whole new pitching mechanics. I don't know if you've heard about this trend in baseball, Doyle, but who, who else did it? There was a couple other pitchers who have gone through it, but it's just a, basically a new mechanic on how to... Shane Bieber did it. That's who the guy. Shane Bieber, it's like a new mechanic on how to pitch the ball. You change your arm slot. It's supposed to make the ball harder to see for the hitter. Robbie Ray has tried to do it, and it honestly hasn't worked for the guy. 70 yard in a season. But maybe the Blue Jays think they can unlock something on that. So if you dig, dig into each of these pitchers' stats and look at what they've done, looks like they got a bunch of, bunch of batting practice pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... The Blue Jays didn't go all in for this season because they're still like, we don't know what we are yet. We're still building for the future. But they also gave themselves a chance. If these three pitchers they went out and got want a deal, then they have a much better chance in the playoffs. It's They're definitely na- recognizable names, which is more than they had. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they're at, at MLB caliber starters. You got three, four starters is how I would say. Four, four yeah. rotation Pieces? Yeah, I'm not you got. too. I don't know too much about Walker. I don't know how much like upside he has, so that could maybe be a good move. I also don't know if he's more of a rental thing. At well, interesting stuff for the Blue Jays for sure. I'll, I'll pull up Walker's stats on the season, but I I've never he's been with Seattle for seems like forever now. I remember when this guy first came up, um, and he just he's never really impressed me personally. Uh, he's 28 years old. He's been with Seattle. I got to figure out his ERA on a season. Uh, but I don't like like the other moves. They don't push it. The Blue Jays are confirmly contending for the eighth spot in the playoffs with this rotation. Exactly, yeah. So, Which I like for them I guess, because if they go out and get a Clev, a Lance Lynn, a something like that, they're, that's not pushing them either. They really they need a full pitching staff to come in in the offseason or through their uh, prospect pipeline. So I like this for them. I agree. But so for Walker has a career three nine one ERA. So basically, he's maybe a free in the rotation, a third spot in the rotation. This year he has a free two seven. So he's shoving this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not again like I kind of think our point stands. He's not really a huge difference maker. He's more of a complimentary piece in your rotation. So that's that's kind of where I'm at on the Blue Jays. Some other big moves. Mike Miner to the Athletics. I feel like I'm higher on this than I should be. I really like it. He's he's had a tough season. He has, plus five but ERA in the Rangers season. have been brutal. And I think he's gonna turn it around, especially with his twenty. He had a stellar twenty nineteen season. 
So I think if you're the Ranger, if you're the Athletics, you're banking on 2019 version of Mike Miner coming out instead of 2020 version. Through his seven starts this year, it's been brutal. But I like it because the that one thing Oakland desperately needed, the front line rotation piece or someone to eat innings at the front at starting rotation because Fires hasn't been able to get it going. Uh, Frankie Montez has struggled this season. So I think this is a solid piece for that team. I like this one. Go, way to go, Athletics. They made some solid deals. Lestella and Miner. Yeah, I like that. Not huge splashes, but also, like, there's in the most Athletics ways to do it, they're making a push. Is this the biggest acquisition the Athletics have made since John Lester? <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> since 2014 version of John Lester, Mike Miner. But I like it. It's kind of weird that the Rangers shipped out everybody but Lancelin. And Gallo, which were the rumors. But go, Joey Gallo has more team control. Isn't Lancelin a free agent at the end of the season? Or has he got more on it? I don't know. No, he's probably – I think he does have more. So, scratch it. I think he has a couple yeah, more seasons. Yeah, that would make sense why he didn't get moved. So It would, but Clevenger got dealt. I thought Lancelin was gone. I was like, okay, the Rangers are selling. They're selling Frazier. They're selling uh, Miner. They're selling all these pieces off. So, I guess that means Lancelin. And, nope, they were like, we want our bearded fastball, man. Yeah. We're going to keep it. <laughs> bearded fastball, man. We, that's what we want. Yeah. So, what other trades stood out to you, kid? What else do you want to talk about? We got a bunch of them. Um, the biggest thing, honestly, for me, were the trades that didn't happen. Because we saw Clev Ooh. go, and I kind of figured that meant other people were going. I don't know why. Don't ask me that. Just, I felt it in my bones. But um, Lance Lindstang put, and not going to the White Sox or Yankees, I think is pretty big news. It's not, it's like the trade didn't happen, but... The White Sox didn't add pitching, and the Yankees didn't add pitching, and I think both those teams are a, they're a little nervous. Yankees and White Sox should have both one of them should have ponied up and paid for Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn has been with the Yankees before, so maybe they had a better scouting report on him and were a little bit more nervous. Like, hey, we've seen yeah. you do it here before, and Good you point. don't work. So Yankees, I'll give you a pass on the Lynn deal, but staying pat at the deadline is borderline unacceptable. And if the Yankees don't win a World Series this year. I think it's fair to go to Brian Cashman house and throw rotten eggs at his car. I think it's yeah. fair. And at this point in the season with injuries and some underperformance, um, you got to be saying they're not the World Series favorites that people thought not they anymore. would be after like a one week of baseball. They're like, this team's unreal. It's like, well, it's a little, little iffy now. So maybe they do need that pitcher to really eat some innings in the playoffs. Sky is – hey, if anything should not be taken for granted in New York, it's durability. So, yeah. especially for the Yankees. So, if you're able to get a horse like Lance Lane who's just going to go out there and shove every five days, you should be praising every god that every religion has because that's so not a thing that the Yankees can do. Stay healthy, most tra- difficult challenge for the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole's having a tough season for them. So, getting Lance Lynn behind Garrett Cole – I think would have been a nice one-two punch. Garrett mm-hmm. Cole, Lance Lynn, Luis Severino, Masahiro Tanaka. Solid rotation. Yeah, so it, I think that could have been a big day's piece for them. Cole, Lynn, in the um, in the playoffs is really good. Cole, Lynn, Tanaka is scary. That's scary. That's like, all right, that's a formidable. That's a best name a, a different uh, AL team who can go one-two-three like that. It's tough. Like, probably match anyone. Match anybody right yeah, there. Yeah. So... Also, Astros not being in on anybody really tells you because they weren't rumored with anyone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. They're they can't. This they have to take the year off. 
They don't. They just got to take it. Yeah. They lost those first round picks. Yeah. They don't really. They can't be dealing any sort of prospect. So I thought that was kind of interesting because they're contending for the AL West title with the Athletics, but you heard no interest in any of them. So I should show you the state of the Houston Astros overall. Not even looking for any pitching because their rotation also needed help because they got Granky and then a bunch of no names. Yeah. Well, by no names, no disrespect. I mean that nobody knows you. So yeah. they have a bunch of talent, but. Not what you're looking for. Uh, who is the other guys that I want to talk about? Oh, the Cubs acquired free left-handed bullpen yeah. relievers. And I'm going to be honest with you, none of them do anything for me. Yeah, really. I mean, Osich was the one that like I really knew because he was on the Red Sox. It's like you're really not getting anything there other than that he's Nothing a lefty. Nothing special. So. Yeah, so sorry, Cubs fans. Don't be too excited about that because he. I promise you he's not going to do much for you. But they also acquired... Who was the other left-handed they acquired? They acquired Andrew Chafin from the Diamondbacks, who I've actually heard of before. So mm-hmm. that's – I don't know if it's that's a, a good or a bad thing. It's a start. So I liked that they were looking for depth, but it just seems like the Cubs are content. They're the only team above 500 in the NL Central. So it looks like, hey, we're better than all of you. We're confident in our lineup, in our rotation. So we don't need to do anything. Yes. But staying in the Central, the Reds are buyers. They get a closer that – will help them not blow as many games as Michael Lorenzen. This is my favorite move of the trade deadline, and I'll take Archie Bradley to the Reds at the 4 o'clock, 4, 3.59.59. They were able to pull this off, and this is by far my favorite deal of the deadline. I love Archie Bradley. Second-year closer now for the Diamondbacks. He's been with the team and a major part of their bullpen for four seasons now. Sub-free ERA. I think he's going to be... A, not even the fact that he's one of the best closers in baseball, because I don't think he is. I just think that the fact that they have a guy they can go to and know that he's not going to blow the game every time he's on the mound, such as Mike Lorenzen, is huge. Because earlier in the season, when Bauer and Gray were at their peak, and this red team was shoving, Mike Lorenzen cost them four or five games. And if you look at those four or five games, that's the difference with them mm-hmm. being the, in the playoffs and not. So, Mike Lorenzen has been the reason they're not in the playoffs. If we're going to break a boy but down to one reason, it's him. So, now that they get Bradley out there, they can kind of set the order of their bullpen, and I like him coming in the ninth. I think that's going to be a – potentially, you could be looking at a spark in the Reds in the Reds team right there. Yeah, I think they needed to do something, and I, I was upset that they were buyers at first because I, me and the Reds are complicated. I don't know if I'm a – they were my maybe bandwagon team, but then it's like, no, I think I just like Trevor Bauer. It's it's really complicated over there in Cincinnati and me. Um, but I do like— You guys like, are undefined. We are undefined. Relationship. But I do like this move, and I do think, as you said, this could be a good spark for them. And, they, I mean, you just got to get second place in the division. You just got to beat out the Brewers and the Cardinals. So. Bre- Brewers are 15 and 18, Cardinals are 12 and 13. None of them are showing up and being like, hey, this is our division. That's the thing that's so frustrating about these NL teams is that you all have so much talent, but none of you can piece it together. And it's infuriating to watch because all you need to do if you're the Reds is win back-to-back Bauer Gray starts and one other guy in a week, and you have a winning week, and you're probably sitting in second place in the division Mm because your division is trash right now. Were there any talks about the Cardinals? Did they do anything? No, the Cardinals are tricky. I can't really blame them. You come off that COVID. You're playing doubleheaders left and right. You barely have time to figure out what you're doing, let alone be making trades. 
does anybody even want to deal with you right now because your players True. are like they don't know what you're doing <laughs> yeah. like so that i think that's a tough one to be like oh they're gonna trade so i wasn't surprised that the cardinals weren't in it on anything i was a little disappointed that uh, Josh Hader rumors weren't picking up because I kind of would have liked to see him like in a monster deal. I thought that would have been kind of fun if he got shipped out of Milwaukee. That'd be cool, yeah. I mean, literally the only team that made big deals was the Padres. The Padres said, yeah, this is a normal trade deadline, Maybe more than normal. And every other team was like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, every other team. So at first I thought it was a very active trade deadline. But now looking at the trades, I realized it really wasn't. It was just a lot of smoke from Clevenger. Clevenger was like a giant smoke bomb that made everything else yeah. seem bigger. Basically because people were saying he wasn't getting dealt. And it was like, oh, you think Trevor uh, Clevenger's getting dealt? You clearly don't know baseball because why would they do that? So I think that's why it was like, oh, he went, he got traded. And then people found out he got traded to the most exciting team in baseball. That's what sparked the entire Twitter so that was a big one. It was just a lot of smoke bombs after that, though. Uh, we had some trades happen earlier that I kind of want to full tie because the Phillies acquired another reliever. And I believe that I saw that they started the season with 11 relievers on their roster, and now they only have three relievers. The pitcher they acquired today, David Phelps. Who did he come from? Where did this guy come from? From the Brewers, they have Phelps and then recently acquired Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry as their only active relievers on their roster right now. So for a bullpen that had the worst ERA in Major League history, they literally said, all 11 of you, get out of here. And they just put three new people. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. So. I, got, I thought this would be a little fun thing to do. Also, fun fact, like David fun. Phelps got traded at last year's deadline, too. So rough, he hates today. He hates July 31st. Is, is being a reliever the worst thing in baseball because you know you're getting traded? Probably, unless you're, like, really good and then you get some money, but interesting. Oh, But, like, being a relief... Another little fun fact. The Padres got Taylor Trammell from the Reds last year for Trevor Bauer in that deal. In the free team deal. And then the Padres just gave him to the Indians, which was Trevor Bauer's original team. Full circle? Full circle. Full circle move? Yeah. Full so, circle. thought this would be kind of fun. The biggest moves of last year's deadline, I'll read some of them out. I think we're going to say this was a boring deadline, or maybe last year was nuts. But the bigger names, Marcus Stroman goes from the Blue Jays to the Mets. We got um, Trevor Bauer from the Indians to the Reds. That's a big one. What Did that come right after the Kansas City game? It was like a couple days after, yeah. And that's tough, tough, yeah, tough, tough look. look. We got um, the Nationals traded for three relievers, and then they went on to win the World Series. So big move there. Uh, Phillies got Corey Dickerson. Rays got Jesus Aguilar. Where's Jesus the, Aguilar, that's a good one. I yeah, like that. Where's the big one? Um, Rays got Nick Anderson, who is dealing this year for Shove them. Shove it. Yeah. So Shove big Nick. Big Dick Nick. Mm-hmm. Go shove. <laughs> and then the Astros got Zach Granke. That's the one that I was waiting for. Zach Granke. So, Zach Granke, Big Dick Nick. Uh, who oh. was the other guy you said? Uh, no. Stroman. Stroman. And then another and one, Castellanos, went to the Cubs. Nick Nick Castellanos? Yep. So, big moves. I'm going to say that I like this year's big deal more. I like 
Clevenger to the Padres, better than Granky to the Astros. I think that's way funner. It's more fun, um, but also like you didn't. That would be the equivalent of the Yankees getting Clevenger, basically. Not even as like Granky was like, what the Astros are getting Granky? Yeah, it made it was like, oh, they're now they're just. I remember we had a conversation. Just the best starting rotation in the history of baseball. Yeah, because um, it was just so good. But so yeah, I guess I'm a little. I would say last year is better because I kind of liked the whole. Like with the pot with the with the Nationals did when you trade for free relievers mm-hmm. and you're like fully loading up on one, it gives you more time to develop the storylines. This trade deadline felt so rushed. It's very rushed, or maybe was it rushed, or the media didn't just get to it because the front office was a little like we don't know what we're doing yet, and that just all happened. But I do about the Nationals point really quick. The Cubs did something very similar. They had a lackluster bullpen and they made three key bullpen moves that aren't key yet but maybe we could see this bad bullpen turn into something that can get the cubs to the world series i just i see some so comparison similarities between the cubs and the nats last year so Mm -hmm. that's i like that take that's a good take um i just don't know how i feel about the people they acquired and if any of them actually have the stuff to do it but they definitely taken the nats approach of hey we're going to take flyers on three different relievers free lefties so they obviously need help on the lefty side of the pen let's see if one of them sticks is what they're kind of the approach they're taking. Will David Ross be able to trust one of these guys going out and shoving? Because I think Chafin uh, has really good splits against lefties, and I think he has a 246 batting average against righties, which isn't great. But so David Ross probably could trust him to go out and shove a full inning because you have the free batter rule too, which is kind of big for these left-handed yeah. specialists. You got to be able to get those right-handers out too, especially in the postseason. So that kind of worries me if I'm a Cubs fan about – where we're going, Kimbrough has also fallen right back down to his old ways recently. So it honestly seems that the Cubs are just taking, hey, we'll just throw a bunch of crap against the wall and hope something sticks with these relievers because that's yeah. what we need to do. And they didn't really give up much. So if you're if you're a Cubs fan, I think if you're a Cubs fan, I'd be a little upset that you didn't at least acquire on Archie Bradley. Yeah, I that's, that's why it's tough because sometimes the asking price is different if you're the Cubs versus the Reds so it's you never really know and teams have scouting reports so maybe it won't it won't work with their training player development system they don't like a player so it's tough but yeah you you do see there I mean Archie Bradley going to the Reds when the Cubs could have maybe made that pickup it's it's a little rough but also they need lefties and I think Archie is a righty uh, I believe Archie is a lefty is uh, let me f- if he's a lefty I then I think he's ready that's really weird for the Cubs I'll, fi- I'll find out but I don't know why I don't know this. This is kind of embarrassing. He looks like a righty. He's, he has righty vibes. Yeah. Because how else do you describe? If your name's Archie, I feel like you have to throw right-handed. Yeah, there's no left. there's no lefty Archies, I believe. Unless he is. We'll see. If he do, then I'd be upset. But He's a righty. He's a righty. He's a righty. So there we go. So right-handed that's, pick. So that's why the Cubs didn't get him. Okay. Yeah, right there. That's why I didn't get him. We need lefties. But yeah, overall, solid pitching day. So I have a question for you to wrap up this pitching breakdown and the third episode of our mini little trade deadline recap series. Give it to me. Jack, who, in your opinion, was the most disappointing team at the trade deadline? Gotta go Yankees, just because they didn't do anything. And I think you, you have to. You have to do something on the pitching front when there's these big pitchers being tossed around. They even need bullpen help right now. So it's rough to see them not do anything. I think that's a good take. I like that. So it's a good take. Good take, kid. 
So and I think I agree. The Padres they got a lot of big moves, but I think they also they just made so many. They got so many new players. Like half their rosters, new faces, and a lot of them are in this bullpen. So I think that's a little something. If they do make a postseason run, we're going to be looking back and saying, was Trevor Rosenthal the best um, acquisition at the deadline? Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a spicy little take right there. All right. I like that. I like that. Way to go. Way to go, kid. But, yeah, I think that's all I got today. Yeah, we did We did the hitters. We did the pitchers. We did some Clevenger talk. So that's the big story, obviously. So, good day. Good day to be good a baseball day. fan. 2020 good day has to been be a- so bad that even baseball was like, we got to give you something. Clevenger, go to the Padres. Clevenger, go to the Padres. So, we, we love to see it. And... I hope you guys enjoyed these little episodes. If you want more mini daily content, you know, let us know. Listen, subscribe, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Turning Two Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Turning Two Pod. Make sure you check it out because we just dropped some sick merch preview. So if you want to peep out what we're working on, make sure you go check it out there. And we'll be back sometime with another episode. We don't know. Make sure you go watch Mike Clevenger's shove for the Slam Diego Padres and just love baseball, guys. See you soon. Peace.